Welcome to another Carlin Lade Sports Show. I'm Robert Laidlaw. And I'm Sean Carlin. Robert. Yes. It must be getting time to talk about the BLG, both footy and netball, Uh-oh. because we're getting into the last sort of home run coming into the finals. I think there's probably, what, five, six rounds left? Yeah, we, we're closing in on it, and um, I suppose you've got some information to embarrass me. Didn't you ask well, me? I don't think it's about embarrassing you. I think it's about, you know, I really admire your knowledge and understanding of local sport, not just local here in the Brossagola, but also across South Australia. Like, you know, your brain is full of interesting, or some people would say interesting facts, and you certainly have your finger on the pulse. But at the beginning of the year, I did want to test you. Ooh. All right, and I've, just, I've gone back and looked at my notes. I've got them in front of me, and we did talk about this a bit early, halfway through the season, and you were, you were pretty close. Okay. All right, so let's have a look. Football. I'm gonna, there's a, you made a big statement. Barossa will make the grand final. So you had five teams. Now you had top four, and you had a dark horse. Yes. All right, so your top four prediction. Barossa will make the grand final. This is in the footy. South Gore, Tanunda, and Williston will yep. make up the top four. Yep. And you had Kapunda as a dark horse. Mm. So... What round, where are we up? Now tell me about how close are you, how close is your prediction? Okay, you uh, give them to me in the order and I'll let you know okay. where they're sitting. So you have Barossa on top? Well, they're currently equal top uh, behind Tanunda on percentage with Newey third and they've all got the eight wins, but Barossa's got a game in hand, so they're probably the front runners for the minor premiership at this stage. Okay, so there's a tick. Good. Right on the back. Thank you. South Gawler you had in second spot. Well, unfortunately, South Gawler, until a month or so ago, were struggling, but they've won a few games now. They've got uh, five wins, so they're two games behind the fourth team, which is Williston. Uh, their chances of making the finals are good if they keep on going, and they did beat Tanunda recently, so they can't wipe them off just yet. So it's too early to call. Too early to call. not in the top. Unlikely to make the four at this stage. Possibility, though. Yeah. Williston. Williston. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm wrong. You had Tanunda as ah. the Tanunda as the third team. Well, Tanunda are equal top. They're top on percentage with Boss and Newey. So when the uh, final final one around games are completed, they may finish third. Williston? They're fourth at the moment, two games That's clear. Spot on there. Williston yeah. were you picked them to be fourth? Yeah. And your dark horse was Kapunda. Who was sitting fifth. Two games out, so give me... So you've got pretty much, except for South Gawler, you're pretty much on the money there. How surprising. So do you, is that, like, are you in the A, gra- a band for that, or is that a B plus? Like, where do we rank you? Like, B do you give plus. you an A, B, B plus? B plus, okay. B plus. Because B South, South is so far off the mark, um, that's sort of uh, loose points for that. Okay. B plus it is for the football. Okay, okay, thank you for that. How about netball? Oh, what did I predict? Okay, you had Barossa District. Well, they're undefeated. You had them on top. They're undefeated. So, they're, tick. They're second at the moment on percentage, but they beat South. But uh, South have played one more game. So, it'll come down to the last minor round game where South and Barossa will meet uh, at Williamstown. And whoever wins that game is likely to be minor premier. Wow, so the, the last minor round game is a big one for the netball. Yep. You had Kapunda in second. Well, let me tell you something about Kapunda. They, I'm listening. They, they scraped in their first game. They beat uh, Newey, the, uh, the, the 
bottom team from last year by three goals, and then they lost four games in a row. And I thought, gee, they're shot. But then they won all these games in a row, so they're currently climbed all the way up into fourth spot. So they should finish fourth or maybe even third. So you had them in the top four. You had them a bit higher than that, but they've got a chance of being in the four. You had South Gawler in third spot. Well, South Gawler are currently um, uh, minor, uh, on top on, by percentage, so they're, they're, um, they're probably going to finish top or second. So that, and they've been both Barossa and South have been certainly the teams to beat over yep. the last few seasons. And you had Gawler Central as your fourth team. They're sitting third, so I've done okay with that. You've done very well. Yeah. Not so bad. you're more than just a pretty face. Well, I'll take a pretty face over. <laughs> <laughs> now you had Angerston as your dark horse. How have Angerston gone this season? Well, if I recall what I said, because of the. Uh, uh, Leanne Cummings as a mm. coach. But uh, they've lost a lot of closer games and seem to... Uh, uh, they had a draw with Newey. Newey hadn't won a game. And uh, they had a draw at about round 10. And, of course, Newey's actually won a game. Um, they beat Williston a couple of weeks ago. So Angleston is second at bottom with um, two wins and a draw. Only Newey with one win and a draw behind them. So are the top four, is the top four in netball settled, do you think, or is there, can there be movement? Well, the, uh, the, the big movement this year is Tanunda. Tanunda have won five games, so they're one game behind um, Kapunda, and they've been very competitive in most games. They, the only games where they may get beat by uh, double digits is uh, South and Barossa, but otherwise they've been very competitive. So it's possible that Tanunda could push... Possibly. Possibly. Possibly, yes. Do they play each other in this last part of the season? or um, Kapunda and Tanunda, they've, I think they've already played both their games, and I think it's one all. Okay. So you, you probably, like, overall then, maybe you, you snuck into the A band, maybe an A minus. Yeah, I'll ball. take that. I'll that's take pretty that. good. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um... I never doubted you, by the way. I just want to let you know, I never <laughs> doubted you. I probably doubted myself more than what you did because it's, um, it's a lot of pressure on you when you make that early call. Like, uh, I think it was before they played the first games, wasn't it? It was, it yeah. was. We talked about the fact that so, so many people in the media make predictions about how the season will end up. And I always wonder, why do they do that? Because it seems to be that there's so many possibilities. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to put you to the test. And uh, obviously, uh, I came out okay. And so far, you're doing very well. Now, you mentioned the, the big uh, game against South and Barossa in the netball the last round. What about football coming up? Is there yeah. some big games to look forward to? Well, the last two rounds, Newey played Barossa in round 17, and then uh, they played Tanunda in round 18. And, and like I said before, currently, all those teams are on eight wins. So if Newey win both of those games... They'll probably finish top, but I can't see that happening. I think um, Tanunda and Brossard District seem to be the form teams. Although, like I said, South knocked off Tanunda, and Tanunda have dropped a couple of games this year, which have been surprising. So, I suppose it, it, it comes down to on the day. But of what I've seen this year, Tanunda and Brossard are the best two teams I've seen. Although Newey are much improved. I saw them on Anzac Day against Angerston, and they were they were pretty good. But looking at the results and, and the way they've played since, they've obviously improved. So and it could be a dark horse. Any reason for that improvement? Is there well, change I, in personnel or players coming in? 
Well, uh, I think Henry Slattery, the coach, is in his second year, and he's done something which a few of the coaches have done this year. He's a non-playing coach, but he's gone on the field and played a handful of games so that he can have a little bit of understanding about how things are working, the game plan, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he's told me that that's helped him a lot with his understanding of when he put things in place. And I've spoken to uh, Central's coach and um, and Angerson's coach, and they've both done the same thing. They've played a little bit of footy so they can be on field and have a look at their teams. Now, in the BLG, they have four interchange players, whereas it normally used to be three. So I think that gives the coaches that little bit of luxury where they can do that if they're capable of playing that level. It's an interesting concept, isn't it? Because uh, I guess from a coaching perspective, you'd be coming up with your game concepts and tactics, etc. When you're actually out there, you can doing things. As often when you really find out if they're working, you can certainly get feedback from the players and see the results. But out there, I'm sure they get a different perspective. So that does uh, certainly give them a real benefit. One little uh, issue that sort of hit the BLG football over the last month is um, Salisbury North. In the, uh, about this, that they actually, I couldn't, I didn't even know that this could happen. They got expelled from the amateur, amateur league. league. Yeah. Is that common? Does that happen a lot? Uh, look, I, I know of maybe four or five times over the last 30, 40 years it's happened. Um, most famously to um, Rosewater a couple of seasons ago. Uh, there was a team called Croydon in the early 80s. They got kicked out. So it, it, it has happened on occasion. Um, I often see where clubs have lost points. Uh, they're very strict on. Um, on suspensions, very strict. If players get too many suspensions, it comes back to uh, loss of premiership. Points. And is that based per season, or is that build up over a period of time? Like, do all clubs get a, a, a fresh slate at the beginning of the season, or is it there is some history there? Well, uh, obviously the history would carry on because Salisbury North popped a little bit last year, and of course they were put on warnings for this year. Uh, it happened Salisbury West about five years ago as well, so. Yes, it does happen. Um, the unusual thing with that is no player from Salisbury North Seniors can transfer to another amateur league club. So as a consequence of that, we've had eight odd players have come here into the uh, the BLNG. Um, uh, most notably, uh, South Gaul have got the Hayes brothers and um, uh, Freeling have got a couple, Kapun have got a couple, Central have uh, the key position player, I think his name's Durden, has come in. So it's been a real fill-up for our competition. That's really interesting. I, I would have thought that they couldn't play at all, but moving from one league to another, and that certainly has an impact on the BLG. Well, they couldn't really stop the players from playing because the, the actual players haven't done anything wrong, and uh, it would be classified as restraint of trade if they didn't let them play because, obviously... Um, country footy and even the amateur league they're not called amateur league anymore I think they're called the Adelaide Football League so they play for quite a bit of money so they can't really stop them from earning a, a living uh, as footballers um, I guess unless they were responsible for the, the ex- being expelled out of the actual competition but I guess it's against a club sanction rather than a player sanction well even then they can't really stop it because the player that in, got suspended to put him over He's actually been cleared to another club, but he can't play until he serves out his suspension. Okay. So basically, they have to just serve out their suspension. If they go over the required uh, number, like I think in, in, in the amateur league, it's 12, uh, and I think overall 15 or 16, if they break that barrier, they're disqualified from either that competition or football generally. 
question without notice, is there a limit to how many players can be registered and play over a season? You know, like, for example, can they put as many players on the field over the season as they want, or is there a cap on how many players they can register at that top level? There would be uh, conditions, like, for instance, in the AFL, they have a they have a certain amount of players, but they can change that. They can bring up rookie uh, players, etc., etc. But uh, my knowledge of um, uh, amateur footy and country footy, etc., is you can have as many players as you want, as long as you still just have your 21 or 22 players each week. Yep. Well, Colin? Well, I just want to say well done. Thank you, and well uh, done and for your so question. We will see. Uh, there's a few rounds to go. And we'll come. Obviously, we'll be looking closely at the finals and doing a, a podcast on the finals. So we look forward to that. But again, congratulations to all the teams, and we wish them the best of luck for the last part of the season. Hope that all the things fall in place for them. Well, so ends another Carlin Late Sports Show. I'm Robert Late, and I'm Sean Carlin.